With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys, welcome back to Talking Sass and thank you guys so much for joining me. First off, before we get started, I want to say happy pride to everybody who is out there celebrating. Love is love and I hope you have a safe and happy pride. Now today I have two amazing guests and I can't wait to get ready to talk to them. But before we do, Let's talk about patreon.com slash sassy sassy. Starting at only $2, you're going to be supporting the show and getting so many great exclusives. So make sure you guys go check that out. Again, it is patreon.com slash sassy sassy. If you'd like to follow along on Instagram and or on Twitter, feel free. I love new followers and I love interacting with everybody. So that is also at sassy sassy on both of those. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to go and hit that subscribe button because subscribers are so very important. I could do a whole episode on why. And also, don't forget, if you're on YouTube, hit that little bell notification so you never miss a second. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please don't forget to go rate and review Talking Sass. Please give me five stars. And if you give a really cool rating, I will make sure that I read those here on the show. Now, on to my two guests. Of course, we have Dan Murphy that is gracing us with his appearance again, and I can't wait to share the pro wrestling history lesson that he gives us this month. And now on to my main guest of the day. I am so excited. I mean, she is a badass and has a legacy in professional wrestling that just is amazing. I mean, this woman is so well-respected. She's been a part of NWA, WWE, ECW, AEW, and the list goes on. I mean, she's only just getting started, even though she just retired. Can you believe this? 
She is one of the most badass women, like I said. She's a former two-time WWE Women's Champion. She's a former NWA Women's Champion as well. She has a school that you guys can go train at if you're down in Texas with her husband, Rodney Mack, and with Thunder Rosa. And, you know, like I said, she's retired, but I bet she can still kick anybody's ass if she needed to. (laughs) So, of course, this is the one and the only Jazz. I am sitting here with the one and only, one of the biggest badasses in professional wrestling of all time, Jazz. Hey, Jazz, how are you? Hello, Sassy. How are you? I'm doing great. How's things with you and your family? You know, um, Stephanie, just blessed and, and happy and loving life, enjoying life, and and thrilled to be talking with you. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on because, I mean, we were talking, oops, we were talking previously. It's been at yeah. least five years. I think the last time would have been one of the Shine shows that oh I saw God, you. Oh, my God, yes. That's yeah, so it's been, it's been eight, a bit of, Yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit of time. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. And, you know, like I mentioned, you're one of the biggest badasses in professional wrestling of all time. And, like, when I was doing my – obviously, we have history. We know each other. But, like, when I was doing my, my research, your ECW, WWE, WWF, both of them, NWA, AEW, Impact, I mean, there's not a lot of women wrestlers who can say that they have expanded that much time, I, I mean, all those different TV yeah. promotions. <laughs> I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah, you know, it just, Stephanie, just, just blessed, girl. And that's that's the only word I have for it, blessed. Yeah. Like you said, not many, you know. And just to say, little old me, you know, with these opportunities, just just blessings. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, any promotion would be blessed to have you be a part of their promotion. I mean, not only are you bringing just your in-ring knowledge, but, I mean, all those shows are TV productions. I mean, we're not even talking about – independent shows at that point we're talking just the major productions Mm -hmm. and you bring all of that tv knowledge as well which is just today like i said you don't have a lot of women that have that much tv knowledge that they can pass on to the younger generation and that and that's where i'm at right now in my in my life now with with our school you know that's what that's how we train we're we're training them for tv oh that's amazing and i know you run that, obviously, with your husband, Rodney Mack, and also mm-hmm. with Thunder Rosa, who we obviously all know, uh-huh. NWA and AEW. I don't know very many people that are working on two television yeah, two, shows. right, at one time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, that's – just having you and your husband mm-hmm. as trainers is amazing. But then mm-hmm. you add in Thunder Rosa as well. And, I mean, she has the Lucha Libre style as yeah. well from down in Mexico. I mean mm-hmm. – she been I wish, some time in Japan, so yeah. you know she's bringing that to the table. So, yeah, it's I, very diverse. <laughs> I wish that I would have had that in my school when I went to training, but unfortunately, yeah. in Ohio, that's not not very yeah. often that you get those kind of opportunities. I was kind mm-hmm. of in rural Ohio. I, yeah. I went through a couple different things. Are just so different now. Yeah, you know? that too. It's so different, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's crazy. It's just um, more opportunities for women, you know, and 
girl. I remember when we had to wear guys because there was enough girls for us to mm-hmm. have matches on shows. So now, like we're 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 taking over. <laughs> well, what do you think of today's women's wrestling? Like the scene. I mean, obviously you just recently did Impact, and you were there mm-hmm. tagging with Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. You wrestled Deanna Prazo, who's the Impact Women's yeah. Champion. I mean, what do you think of the women's products that are out there today? The product out today, man, they're just awesome. These girls, you know, they're 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 so so talented and um and have great attitudes, you know, that they're passionate about the business, they're passionate about the women's division and and to to sum it up in a nutshell, they're just happy that they're allowed to have a platform that they can get out and showcase, man, and, and just and just show the world that we are more than just, you know, a circus act. We're more than just, you know, tits and ass. Mm-hmm. Like we can go out there and wrestle and kick ass just like the guys can. Well, I mean, and you're obviously one of the <laughs> the women that have paved the way for us to be badasses. I mean, ECW, you were working men. Yeah. I mean, WWE, WWF, not really no. as no. Uh, intergender no. friendly as some other no. promotions. No. But I mean, you've been in there hanging tough with, I mean, you've had just legends upon legends upon legends, including <laughs> yourself, that you you know, that you've worked. I mean, yeah. you've got the Trishes, the Lita's, um, Molly, Molly Holly, Jacqueline. Ivory, yeah. Jacqueline. I mean, just these names that like people like me, when I broke into the business, these are the women that I was like, Yes, mm-hmm. but I mean, you guys were actually having real matches at that time because yes. shortly before that, it was more like you said, the tits and ass portion yeah. of everything, yeah. you know, gimmick matches, you know, panties and bra matches. Yeah, and and I think um, people always ask me, um, were I ever asked to do any of those matches? I'm like, no, they never even. I don't think it was thought of, you know, for me to go out there and do that because. That wasn't me, and they knew it. Just my style of wrestling, I knew it wouldn't fit. Yeah. How could I go out there in panties and bras and and roll around? You know, just it just yeah. wasn't my gimmick. Yeah, it doesn't fit the character at all. No, at all. <laughs> <laughs> at but all. One of the things that I found really, really fascinating when I was doing my research, while you were holding the women's championship. You were the last woman to hold it as a WWF championship mm-hmm. and the first woman, obviously, because it's the same title reign, yeah. to hold it as the WWE Women's Championship. What was it like when WWE went from WWF to WWE? Really and truthfully, um, there was no difference with us. It was just a letter because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we still had a job to do, had to stay focused, you know, being a women's champion. It was just my job to go out there and just do the best I could and, and to try to stay on top. You know, it's one thing making it there, but it's like when you get there, you gotta you gotta bust ass to stay there. So, you know, a lot of these, you know, these new ones, these millennials as I call them, they don't realize that. You know, a lot of them still don't wanna put the work in to get there. So it's like, because you imagine them getting there and still slacking off. It's like, once you get there, you really got to work double time to keep your spot. Well, especially so. in large promotions like WWE, I mean, so, you yeah. can't just take a back seat. You really no. got to keep proving yourself or else yeah. it's on to the next. On to the next, and you'll be forgotten about mm-hmm. <laughs> really quickly, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's no, it's like, yeah. Oh, 
time out. Let's go. Uh-huh. Next person. Exactly. And then like, you uh, might not even be heard of for another two, three years. Depend- mm-hmm. Well, now, luckily, With WWE NXT. also has NXT. So yeah. let's say you need more training. You can go to the mm-hmm. PC Center. Yeah. All that kind of things. And, you know, learn new moves or work yeah. on your repertoire as is mm-hmm. and just improve, which is I mean, could you imagine when you started back in 1999 that yeah. WWE would have, like, this performance center where you could Never. just improve Never. all the time? Because when I, when I started with WWE, F, um, they had developmental, and mm-hmm. it was in Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, so no, it wasn't anything like what they have now. No, we were like in the first building, didn't have heat, you know. <laughs> It was a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, so, and like you said, Ohio and Kentucky area, that's yeah. not very warm in the winter. <laughs> exactly. So you go from there to where they're at now, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's like being in paradise every day to go train. <laughs> oh, that would be a blessing. I remember um, yeah. with my training, I mean, being in Ohio, it was like a old mechanics garage. Yeah. And they threw two rings in there. And then you had the office area for, like, you know, whatever you had to do over there, promos yeah. or whatever. But, like, in the winter, there was no heat, so we had space heaters. And yeah, it was space heaters, yeah. A lot of times you're in your coat trying to lock up with somebody, but your coat's so bulky, you're yeah. barely touching each other, you know. Yeah, it's you do rolls to warm up, but as soon as you get out the ring, you're right back cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not. But those were, those were the, as we call them, the good days, you know, but. It's like I, if I had to do anything differently, if I had to, the opportunity to go back and do anything, I wouldn't do anything differently at all. You know, I, I, however, what was given to me, I take it and I, and I hold on to it and I appreciate it and I cherish it. I cherish those moments, you know. See, that's like one of the things like I really love about you is you're just all about like the positivity with you know inside wrestling because you don't always see that. Some people are very bitter. They're mm-hmm. upset with the way things happen, but you have always been like, I was blessed to be there. I yeah. did my job. Yeah. I stayed there. And yeah. then when it, my time was up, I moved on to the next thing moved and on. did my yeah. best there. That's it. It's, I couldn't cry and shed tears, not for long anyways. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, now what I'm going to do? All right. You know what? I see. I worked at Indies before I even went to WWE. So, yeah. you know, it was nothing new to me to go back. And, and step back and, and, and work indies. And, and I've also had shoot jobs, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Got to pay the bills. Yeah, I'm not too proud. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's nothing for me to go get a job right now. I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you obviously now have a family. But, I mean, running your gym and with all – I know I've seen pictures – of just you yeah. guys have quite a few students there. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's growing like weekly. It's it's, it's crazy, but again, it's just another blessing, you know. Yeah. Um, like you say, um, we have I'm um, the women's director for SWE, which is a promotion here in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do the booking of the women there. Um, and Thunder Rosa has Mission Pro. So, you know, we just, we have things to offer our students and they're, you know, they're coming in and, and, and want to get a piece of it. Well, speaking of Thunder Rosa, I know from just her Instagram and her Twitter and everything, you see a lot of the girls yeah. that come from Mission mm-hmm. Pro being 
ha- or having opportunities at AEW Dark and or Elevation, and, mm-hmm. and to and have NWA, yeah, and to have around. that kind of experience that mm-hmm. young in the business is just going to be so beneficial for yes. them as they continue to grow in professional wrestling. That's it. That's it's, it. You're so right. You're so uh, right. Yeah, and and we're very, you know lucky and, and blessed that we have these platforms to help our students become a part of so yeah girl like it says a lot about the positivity and the love and you know and the knowledge and, and that's how you continue to make the business continue to be better and better it's got to share your knowledge mm-hmm. you know trying to hog it all in and be selfish that gets you nowhere you absolutely know? so yes ma'am well now, I know recently you were on another podcast, uh, the Angle podcast, I believe, and they were talking to you about maybe perhaps one day WWE Hall of Fame. And <laughs> I saw that you wanted to have Paul Heyman yeah. induct you into the Hall of Fame. I thought that was kind of amazing because, I mean, obviously that's your big break you got with ECW mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, just of all the people in the world that you've worked yeah. with and everything like that to pick out Paul Heyman, I thought was really amazing. And he's like, he's awesome on the mic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even if I sucked, he would go out there and make me sound like I was the best thing to slice bread. So it's like, why not Paul? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great. You know? Yes. And speaking of hall of fame in 2010, you were actually inducted into WSU, excuse me, WSU's yeah. hall of fame. Along with Molly Holly and Don uh, Don Marie that year, yeah. I mean, that's eleven years ago. I mean, I know, right? And you still had a career <laughs> for so long. I mean, you just recently retired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? To me, that's crazy to induct somebody who is so. You were so busy in the business at that time <laughs> as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah. To induct you at that time. I I mean, it's a great honor, obviously. Yeah, and I was not expecting that whatsoever. That came like a big shock. Yeah. I had no clue. No (laughs) clue whatsoever. Sean, he really came saved that one from me. Oh, that's awesome. Sean, I actually did a WSU Originals podcast back in March for like what would have been like an anniversary style show. And, like, we talked about, like, having all these different people that we got to work with and the knowledge that, like, people like you, when you came onto the show, what you did for us. And 
And one of the people that I know that you did a lot for, because, I mean, when I had her on the podcast, she talked about this, was when you won the WSU Tag Team Championships with Marty Bell. Marty Bell, yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, she talks so highly about what she learned from you and just that, because, I mean, you actually never got to defend the WSU title before before they lost it because they were doing a, a, a free bird rule with her and Tina and you. But, I mean... For Marty, she was, like, so starstruck, like, when they're like, yeah, you and Jazz are going to win the tag titles tonight, and she's like, me and Jazz? Yes, yes. That was my first time tagging, the first match, and then that was the last time I ever tagged with anyone. Oh. And up until now with Jordan Grace. Yeah. Recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that you've not really had that many tag matches. No. Wow. I didn't, yeah, tell I didn't me about it. That. I always ask these promoters, like, man, let can tag? And that was going to be work singles. <laughs> well, I mean, who could blame them? They want to get their money's worth from jazz. I uh, mean. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. I would yeah, feel now, the same way. Even my like, retirement tour, Sassy, I'm like, um, like, is there anybody that you would want to work? I'm like, uh, how about a tag match? You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, tag matches are great because, I mean, you've obviously worked so few of them, but, I mean, I'm sure you understand the psychology and stuff. Yeah. Like, I like tag team wrestling because, like, I'll always take a singles match, you know, obviously, because yeah. mm-hmm. that's where you shine. Yeah. But, like, to share the spotlight with your tag partner mm-hmm. and the different psychology that goes on with tag wrestling. And, like, mm-hmm. I think maybe if there's anything that I would – go into the wrestling business and say needs improving overall, I would say yes. probably tag team psychology. Yes. There's some tag teams that are amazing and have it yes. down pat, but there's mm-hmm. some that I'm just like, just a little tweak. Yeah, they're out there having individual matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy. Like your team. That's why it's tag team. Yeah. And then – yeah you. Gotta work to both tell the same story. Yeah, and some people, they're not always on that same story. Or – not even just that team, but both teams are telling two totally different Yeah, stories. exactly. Everyone gets in there's like every man for themselves. Yeah, it's like, okay, just do a scramble match at that point. Yeah. Oh. And you know what else I, I'm, not a, a, well, I'm not a fan of is like triple threats. Yeah. I, so much I, going on. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. Yeah, that, I mean, even taking that psychology to a totally different level than a singles wrestling, too. Because Mm -hmm. it especially depends on, like, how you line it up, too. If you have two heels and a baby face, Mm -hmm. everybody knows that psychology, what it's going to be. The heels are going to team up on the baby face, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to eventually turn on each other. It's it's very difficult to make. And then one has to be down, and you got to take something where you you think you got to take something big to keep you down for – five minutes so they can get in the ring and do their shit and get their shit over. You know, it's like, okay, I'm down here selling for 10 minutes now. Yeah. I remember there was one time I had a match. Um, I remember Ember Moon was in it, but I can't remember who the other person was. But we were trying to figure out how all three of us could chain wrestle each other at the same time. It's uh, not easy. No, it's not. It's very difficult to do a triple threat match. It really is. It really is. <laughs> I tried, I've had, I've been blessed. I've been able to avoid those. 
Oh, <laughs> you're very lucky. Yeah, I've been able to avoid this. And two, it's like promoters, they they put a show together, and then they have extra people, and they don't have anything for them. Like, oh, well, just, just put them in a triple threat. Like, yeah. no storyline, no no history with none of the girls in the ring, all three just in there just doing whatever. No sense whatsoever, so, yeah. Well, speaking of triple threat matches, one of what I find to be one of my favorite matches of yours of all time was actually a triple threat match at WrestleMania 18 with Lita and Trish. Mm -hmm. I mean, excellent match. Yeah. Like, that was Fifth Family was our agent, so. Oh, it shows, it shows. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, take me through that. How was that for you guys? Because, I mean, at this time, I mean, women's wrestling starting to be taken a little bit more seriously because of you and Trish and Lita and Victoria and Molly Holly, these women that are really the solid base of the women's division at that time. Mm-hmm. So how was it for you guys going into WrestleMania? Were you expected to deliver this outstanding match, or were they just kind of like, okay, you guys yeah. are just on the card because we need a women's match? Well, truthfully, it was supposed to just be Trish and I in a mm-hmm. match uh, for Mania because Lita was out with her neck injury. Okay. But when she was able to come back, um, they just brought her and just threw her in the mix, and we did the triple threat. But, yeah, we um, – we knew we had to go out there and prove um, to the world that we deserved our spot on Mania. You know, we, we worked our butts off. I mean, um, it was a lot of uh, going into that, training-wise, going into that, and, and also trying to be very careful with leading her neck because she was just coming back from her mm-hmm. neck being broken. But, um, yeah, we was excited, and um, I went. I was going in as a champ, you know, and walk out as a champ for Mania, so – it was most definitely a special, special moment for me. When everyone asks me what's my favorite match of all times, I'm like, Mania 18, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like nothing, nothing, uh, yeah, can outshine that moment there. You know, it's it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and being able to share with two legends like Lita and Trish, you know, to say I was a part of that and a major factor key factor in that match so yeah just just grateful what i mean how do you feel when women come up to you and tell you that that's like a match that really like made them take you know inspired them to get into wrestling or anything like that it's really weird stephanie honestly because again you know how i am and i've never thought that it's still today. I, it's hard for me to grasp that people look at me and like, oh, you're this and you're that and, and thank you. It's like I was just a person given an opportunity and I, and I wanted just to, um, if not be the best, one of the best women in wrestling, you know, and, and just, you know, I, I just try to just soak it in and, 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 um, and acknowledge that. But again, so humble that people uh, look at me that way. So um, it's just, you know, just one of those things, girl. Just, just everything is just a blessing. I don't take anything for granted whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love how humble you are. Like, because yeah. there's a lot of people that would take, like, a WrestleMania moment where they're walking in as champion and walking out as champion, especially against the caliber of women you were against, mm-hmm. and be like, that was, it for me you know like you should be inspired by me because 
look at what we did in the ring because yeah. it was so spectacular. Mm-hmm. And to have you be so humble, and I mean, obviously, since I met you, probably I would I started in 2007, so I probably met you 2008, yeah. 2009 ish. Yeah. To still have you be as humble as you are now, it's just. It's so great because and me being this way and and just trying to be a professional, that's why my career have lasted this long. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't be selfish and 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 a complete bitch and 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 expect people to want to work with you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the key to longevity. There, just be a professional. <laughs> be 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 the person that people want to work. Well, I mean, you'd be successful. Yeah, and and plus, on top of that, like I said, you're like one of the biggest badasses <laughs> in, in women's professional wrestling of all time, if not all of professional wrestling. Yeah, so thank you, girl. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. I mean, you're you're small package, but man, you're like complete dynamite when it comes yeah, to the ring. That's what they say, right? <laughs> dynamite <laughs> comes in small packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You well, know who else I think about a lot? Um, mm-hmm. Um, Martinez, girl, I oh, love her. Right, Mercedes, yes, yes, Mercedes. She's she's like I'm so happy for. Her. I really oh. am. Oh, me too. She Seeing like, every bit of it, all of the years and the injuries and everything yeah. that she's accumulated yeah, over the years, yeah. she finally gets to WWE, and I mean, she is absolutely killing it on yeah. NXT. Yes, she is. Yes, uh, she I, is. Like, I know a lot of people will probably be like, you know, being on the on the roster would probably be better, like the main roster. But mm-hmm. like her saying, like, I don't want to be a part of yeah. um, that group. Yeah. And then being like, please put me back down in NXT, mm-hmm. I think was the greatest step in her career because mm-hmm. I don't think she would have flourished the way she is yeah. now, like she is in yeah. NXT. Yes, exactly. She she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. always has. Yeah, always has. You're right about that. Always yeah. has. And and I get a kick out of it because I remember when she first broke in, she was so quiet. You you wouldn't even know she was in the room. <laughs> so quiet. And then I come to WSU and she's in the back running shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, only she was... talking, but she's like giving out, you know. She's running things back there, so. Yeah, I remember I was in War Games match with her. It was uh, Team uh, WSU, which is what she was on, against Midwest Militia, me, Jessica Havoc, and Allison Kay. And I'm not a big religious person, but, like, I know she is. Mm -hmm. And, like, when we got, like, we called the match and everything, and, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes before we're about to go out, I go, "Um, Mercedes, can can we pray? (laughs) <laughs> you come over here and pray with us because like it just seemed like that's yeah. the right thing to do at that time because yeah. like with her knowledge and everything and then obviously there were things that happened in that match but that's for another day yeah. but I mean she's such a blessing to learn from as well like I'm she so is. sad that that match was the only match I ever got to actually work Aww. with her in yeah. so I'm like, but it happened so yeah but mark it down Check that off. It happened. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Now, yeah. another one of your accomplishments that I want to talk to you about, because I thought this was very fascinating. When you were the NWA Women's World Champion, you had the belt for 948 days, yeah. and that's the third longest reign behind Fabulous Moolah and Debbie Combs. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. 
And I've had and I've had the opportunity to be around both of those women. Oh, amazing. I actually got to work. Debbie Combs was like my first match. Really? Ever. Yes. No, I take that back. She was my second match. Okay. I worked her twice. The first time I worked, oh, she kicked the shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so green. So, so, so green. Uh, yeah. But um, the next couple of months when I knew I was about to have another match with her, Oh yeah, I trained. I told her, I said that match. It was said won't be the same as it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> well, I well, think I'm it's... better prepared. I'll say that. <laughs> I think it's so great that you got to work with her. I mean, there's not like unless you're really in tune with like yeah, old with school wrestling, wrestling. Debbie Combs is not a name that is thrown around like I Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young. I mean, I have Sensational Sherry on my on my shoulders mm-hmm. here. That's not a name you hear very often. So, like, to have, like, for me, being, knowing I'm more old school style anyway, but to know, like, Debbie Combs and Fabulous Moolah are the two women that are ahead of you with longer reigns, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. I love like, it. That's such an honor. I could ever be a part of, right? Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yes, I love but, it. I, mean, I love it. You didn't even lose that championship technically no you had to relinquish it you were injured at the time right yeah i had some health issues going on yeah i had to get that taken care of and yeah i hate i hate i had to do it that way but at the time that's that was best you know yeah you have to do what's best for your health and and your body especially exactly people don't realize that but i guess because i was so far along in my career that i knew that i had to focus on me you know, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, yeah, I'd be like, heck with that. I would have wrestled sick, whatever, you know, broken finger, toes or whatever, you know. But, yeah, this time at the point in my life, I was like, let me just focus on me because I have kids and I, I want to be here for my kids. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I but, mean, but I am, you know, again, another blessing. They reached, NWA reached out to me. I'll be going with them up there in June, and I'll be uh, working with them as an agent. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. I go up there in June. I guess they're going to check me out and see how it works out and see, see what happens after that. But Well, yeah, along with, with, cool. with teaching and being an agent, has WWE ever reached out to you to ask you one of those kind of positions? Because, I mean, obviously with the PC and – no. Well, that's a shame. No. <laughs> shame on you, WWE. Yeah, that's okay. You know, um, when you do people right, good things come back to you. So, you know, oh, Maybe it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and I've always tried to treat people right and, and, and just live life right. So, you know, I've been blessed even without WWE. So I'm not going to – I don't even know if I would want to be a part of that crazy world, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would probably require you to move too, especially yeah, to move, right now's yeah, kind of society. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and you know how they operate. They could wake up on the wrong side of the bed and be like, ah, we don't need her anymore. <laughs> so true especially you know, so the last... I don't know if I would want to I'm 48 years old so yeah. I don't know if I want to you know play those games right now. yeah and the last <laughs> couple of weeks they've been getting rid of a lot of people yeah yes like I look yeah. at some of those names and I'm like oh yeah really you got rid of them 
I know it's it's really That's scary. It's weird. I don't I don't get it. You know they 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 give you this same line. Uh, creative don't have anything for you right now. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like I can? Why in the Indies we can tell our own stories and come up with our own storylines in the ring? Mm-hmm. But you know, with WWE, it's got to be the writer's uh, story. <laughs> and I mean, I've obviously never pitched a storyline to WWE creative. But yeah. I know I've, I mean, Chelsea Green has been very um, open about it. And same mm-hmm. with Mickey James, that they would go yeah. to creative and be like, here's an idea. Here's an yeah. idea. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. And they're just like, no. Exactly. So you never, you don't know what to do with them. You just yeah. don't know how to act. You don't know what to say. That's, that's not a fun life. No. No, I can imagine. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But you're living the life. I mean, like, now you're you're fresh out of in-ring retirement, which yeah. congratulations mm-hmm. again on that. You're, mm-hmm. you know, going to go up to NWA and check out maybe an agent job there. I mean, yeah. you have your you're own school, SWE our agent SWE. there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm good, Steph. I'm yeah, good. you. Yes. <laughs> I think you're more busy now with wrestling yeah. than when you were wrestling. Yes, it's just now no bumps, <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> yes, yes, that's. That's the great thing about being on a podcast talking yeah. about wrestling right now. I don't have to bump. Bump, <laughs> right? Although yeah. I do get that itch sometimes. I'm like, mm, yeah. maybe I should go bump around a little bit, and then I'm like, it's in your blood. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's in us now. You know, yeah. we always want to be a part of it. But like you said, you doing yours right there, sitting in front of that mic, you know, and and I'm doing mine on the outside uh, of the ring, trying to direct traffic. Yeah. In the ring. <laughs> See me, I just want to help put over my friends. There you go. <laughs> You've done a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think that you have done such an amazing job over your entire career. I mean, we could sit here for days and talk about all of your accomplishments. I think I've hit the majority of like some of the bigger <laughs> ones. But yeah. Jazz, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything, your social media, pro wrestling tees, anything you want to put over um, besides your wrestling yeah, school? Yep, my wrestling school is um, dogpounddojo.com. That's dog with two Gs. Um, our Twitter is, oh, God. Ooh, <laughs> I suck at this. I suck at remembering these things. Um, anyway, you can also hit me up on Twitter, which is phenom underscore jazz. I'm on Facebook. It's Carlene Begno, the, the phenom jazz on Facebook. Um, yeah. Just if you want to contact me to come in, do a seminar or or um, could help me complete my retirement tour, these are the ways you can uh, you can find me. And if not, this is what I tell everybody I do a podcast for. You can reach out to Sassy Steph. She knows how to get in touch with me. Absolutely. <laughs> not yeah. a problem at all. <laughs> Love all you, right, girl. Jazz. It's been phenomenal having you on, no pun intended. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you do with your students, what you continue to do outside the ring, and just you're always a delight. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.
Hey guys, I'm sitting here with Dan the Man. He is the author of The Wrestler's Wrestler, which is out and available now, so make sure you guys go and get it. Hey Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. And yeah, The Wrestler's Wrestlers is doing great. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, look at the true masters of the craft of professional wrestling from Strangler Lewis all the way up to Daniel Bryan. So it's a lot of fun to write, and I'm glad that it's uh, finally out there after about two years of working on it now. It's a very good. It's a very good read so far. I really enjoyed uh, James Mitchell's uh, intro there too, as well. Good, yeah. I'm glad you liked that. The sinister minister. Some people have asked why we picked him to do the foreword, but I thought he had a real good take, and uh, he's an interesting dude. So I was real happy to have him as part of it. I got to meet him a couple of times, probably around 2010 or 11, and he is a riot to be around. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, uh, there's been a couple times where I've been working on stories for PWI or some other projects, and he's given me a quick call and said, hey, uh, I hear you're writing about this. Are you going to mm-hmm. talk about this? You know, some behind the scenes. I'm like, no, don't worry, Jim. I'm not going <laughs> to spill the beans on that. Just he's, okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to make yeah. sure. He's, yeah. he's got a lot of great stories, too. Absolutely. Like, I remember from being around him, like, great stories. Yeah, the ones he can tell and the ones he doesn't want to tell. But either way, he he has some great stories. Yes. That's how the wrestling business is, though. Some of those stories you just can never tell. No, absolutely. Well, here are two stories we can tell. Fantastic. That's a segue. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Today, with my little look back in wrestling history, I want to talk about two quick things that happened in the WWF, WWE, within the past kind of recent history, within the past 22 years, but it really shows how things have changed with the women's title. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's look back, number one, May 10th of 1999. So 22 years ago, basically, not all that long ago, but it really shows how things have kind of changed. This was probably the lowest point of the WWF women's title, I think. Mm -hmm. And, And that's had some low points with, Harvina Whippleman and, and some of the other things that have happened with that championship. But on that night in uh, Orlando, uh, Sable was the reigning WWF women's champion. She was going to defend the title against Deborah McMichael in a um, uh, basically a brawn panties match, but an evening gown match. So you had mm-hmm. to take off the evening gown to win the match. However, Sable was looking to leave WWF because she had just done her second uh, pictorial for Playboy, and she had negotiated with Playboy instead of going through the WWF. It had kind of really ruffled some feathers over there, and she was looking to get out. And she was a champion. She decided not to re-sign her contract. Vince McMahon kind of put put his foot down, said, this night in Orlando, you're dropping the title, and then do what you got to do. She didn't want to do it. She wanted to drop the title at a house show, didn't want it to be on TV. She was worried that McMahon would have somebody shoot on her, something would go wrong. But on a live edition of Raw, she went out there to defend her title against Deborah and Michael in an evening gown match. But what she did when she showed up at the arena that day is showed up with her own team of attorneys. They took the contract and they basically rewrote parts of the contract and said, she's not going out there unless this is the way it all works out. So as the show was going on, Sable is rewriting the title match. What ended up happening, and this is out there on YouTube, uh, Sable comes out to face Deborah, 
the match for what it is, and Sable's a heel at this point. She has uh, Nicole Bass in her corner. Deborah Michael is the baby face. As soon as the bell rings, uh, Val Venus walks out to the ring. He distracts Deborah by flirting with her. Sable tears off her evening gown. The match ends. 40 seconds, maybe. That was it. No bumps, no anything. Shawn Michaels, who is the commissioner of the WWF at the time, then jumps up, goes into the ring after burying Sable in like the most crude ways possible in commentary with Jerry Lawler because she was on her way out, mm-hmm. uh, basically takes the mic and says, okay, Deborah got undressed. She's in her bra and panties here. Uh, however, and this is the quote, with puppies like that, I figure that the woman who gets her evening gown torn off is the real winner. Therefore, the winner and new WWF women's champion is Deborah. And that's how they took the title off of Sable. Sable and her attorneys basically came up with this entire plan. She ended up leaving the WWF immediately afterwards, got back to her locker room and found out that somebody had, according to her her own uh, reports, somebody had defecated in her bag. <laughs> A big mess. But all yeah. of this happened basically on live TV in Orlando, complete, uh, you know, rewritten at the last moment. And it really shows the low point of the WWF women's title. Yeah. That was again, May 10th, 1999 jumping forward to May 11th on 2010. Again, a weird thing that happened with the women's title this time though, it was lay cool. It was Layla L and Michelle McCool. And they were facing uh, Beth Phoenix in Buffalo, New York, which is the announced hometown of, of mm-hmm. Beth Phoenix for the women's title. It was a two-on-one match. Layla L., who was kind of the weaker member of the Lay Cool team, got the upset pin, won the title, and they decided that Lay Cool would jointly hold the championship. So it was both Michelle and Layla holding it. Um, Again, what they ended up doing was splitting the belt in half and each of them carrying half of the title, like one of those friendship bracelets type things. Yeah, I remember that clearly. You do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now the story behind that, I talked to Michelle McCool when uh, I was researching my book, Sisterhood of the Squared Circle, and this is what she said about that. She said, that created a ton of controversy. You see, we never knew what was going to happen to the next week. We might, might not be on TV for a month. Every time I was out there, I was looking to see what I could do to try to get attention. What little thing can we do to get people talking and make sure we're on TV, TV again next week? When we won the title from Beth, it was Lay Cool that won the match. I went to the office and wanted to defend the belts Freebird style, where either of us could defend it. Dave Batista heard us talking about it. He said, you know what would really get you heat? You ought to cut that belt in half and share it. Vince loved the idea, so we went out and had it cut in half and magnetized. And that's how it all began. And the reason it all began that way is because, you know, unlike today, and and that's where we can appreciate everything that's happened with women's wrestling and WWE, the women weren't sure when they'd be on TV again. If they didn't have an angle, if they didn't have something, and no writers were pitching anything, they had to pitch it themselves. And that's why we got Lake Cool as the joint champions. So two interesting things that happened this month in history in uh, regards to the WWF, WWE Women's Championship. That's amazing. Like, I remember when I had Molly Holly on and her match with Victoria at WrestleMania, I believe 2019, 20, one of those. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly which one off the top of my head. Like, there was not going to be a women's championship match. And that's when Molly's like, I'll shave my head. Like, let's do this. And, and they decided, yeah. Yeah, that's what it took. She went out of her way and shaved her head, offered to have her head shaved. And they still mm-hmm. only got, I think, 
maybe seven or eight minutes for that match, and then yeah. the hair cut at, at the end, you know. But uh, it got him on the show, and it made a memorable moment. So. Yeah, it's I, I mean, I asked Molly and I asked Victoria, like, what's their favorite WrestleMania moments? And they both said that that match is their WrestleMania moment, even though they had multiple other ones at, you know, that time. So, yeah, it's crazy. So it's come a long way. Thank goodness. I mean, <laughs> I, I still I mean, I'm biased, obviously, as a women's wrestler. I wish they still had more time. In fact, I wish AEW had more time. I wish everybody had more time to do more things with the women because especially now, the amount of women that are signed to these companies and have more talent than the companies know what to do with. And it's so sad that they're not getting the opportunities to really show what they have because, I mean, yes, they have considerable more time than they did back you know with the Bellas when they were saying you know give Divas a chance they were getting 30 seconds to two minutes most of the time yep. so now we're now we're getting tag team championship matches especially I'm so happy for Natty and Tamina and then also you know we have our women's titles on both on both shows and then AEW you know they're doing a little bit more with their elevation and dark and stuff like that but it's like oh, give me more and then Ring of Honor they have their women's tournament coming up soon like oh man this is this is what i want but i'm not i want more keep giving it to me i want I think it you know I, i'm gonna have to agree with what mick foley suggested a few weeks ago i think it's really time for wwe to do a women's show um you know it's because if if you're doing a if you're formatting formatting a monday night raw a mm -hmm. three-hour raw where you only have six to eight matches in three hours of time which is what they do mm -hmm. If you're lucky, you might get two women's matches. And with the depth of the roster that they have in WWE, let alone internationally and all the different promotions, it's not nearly enough time. It's so not. it's about time for the women to get their own show and, and let that kind of survive on its own. You know, to me, I mean, you you already have these shows that are specifically network-oriented like WWE UK. I mean, maybe it's on in the UK on TV, but here it's just on the network and stuff. I think if you're not willing to give them a prime spot on TV time, you give it to them on the network. I mean, you're looking to fill new content all the time. So give them give them an hour slot where it's just women's wrestling. You know what I mean? And I know they're going back out on the road soon, so that's going to be a lot more difficult. But during this COVID time, they could have played with all these different ideas to see what stuck. And then maybe – they give them a primetime spot, you know, in I'm sure one cable company somewhere would eventually pick it up. Because, like, I had a quote. Actually, I'll read it to you real quick because um, I had an interview recently with Maria Canellis, And the reason why I asked her is because Stephanie McMahon tweeted, what if women's sports were given the same level of money and media as men? When you air the games, people watch. If you promote People will show interest. If you invest, it'll pay off. And it's like, let's do this. Especially WWE has those kind of capabilities. So, Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, even the critics, even the critics who say, you know, it'll never fly. Women's wrestling is a novelty. Okay, fine. But if you put it on TV or on the Internet, if it doesn't draw ratings like any other show, then you take it off. Yeah. yeah. But if you never try because you just think it's not going to draw, 
after, you know, two, three years after we had the women headline WrestleMania and a month and a half after they headline night one of WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's definitely the groundswell. There's enough support there. So it's about time for somebody to try it. Definitely. And if you think about it, especially, I mean, this is just the WWE product, of course, that we're talking about. Of course, there's, there's all the other ones as well, but WWE, I mean, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, who are both the champions, are homegrown. I mean, Rhea Ripley was also in the independence in Australia, did a lot of traveling. But, I mean, she really toned and grew and did a lot of things in NXT to become who she is currently. So to have, and like I said, Bianca Belair is actually a WWE product. And you're trusting them to run the show with your titles. Trust more of those people, and especially the independent girls that have been there for, you know, Bailey, of course, um, Sasha Banks. um, Charlotte's more of a homegrown girl there, too. I mean, she was on the independents for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But there's Becky Lynch. There's so many women that have just just the ones I named. You know, the, the four horsewomen plus Bianca and, and Rhea, like, that talent's insane. And then you have Tamina and Natty as a ta- – I, I could go on and on. Yeah, and the, further, and the further you go, if, when you look beyond WWE into developmental, beyond mm-hmm. developmental into the independence and everything that's out there, there is a ton of talent out there, and, and there's more every year that's, and better every year. That's so true. Like, I, my first match was in 2007 – and I would say at that time, you know, obviously the there was the PWI top fifty women, but which, I would say, which I introduced. I'm yeah. the one who created that. So, thank you. but yeah, thank you because <laughs> that's that's a big deal for someone like me who was in the independence when I made that list. I was like, holy man, I'm doing something right. You know, I'm getting my name out there. I'm doing things. But now you have the top 100. Like back then in 2007. Yeah, of course, there was more than 50 women in wrestling, but, like, that was basically your Shimmer roster one weekend plus the WWE girls. Like, maybe 30 of those girls were Shimmer and 20 were WWE. Yeah, close to it. But now, I mean, it's insanity, the amount of talent that these girls have, and there's girls coming up in the business that we haven't even heard of yet or just starting to see because they just turned 18 and they've been training since they were 13 years old, you know. It just, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. And what I'm, that means is it's probably time for a sassy, sassy comeback. <laughs> Let's knock on wood. We'll see what happens when the border opens up. <laughs> nice, nice. I would love to because there's, there's women that came in after I moved to Canada that I never got to work. Of course, some of them are in WWE now. Like one of the ones top on my list is Shotzi Black, uh, Blackheart. But there's tons of women that I'm like, oh, I, I got the itch. I want to <laughs> wrestle them, you know, so badly because I'm just like, I want to see what they they do personally. Like I see what I see on TV or on the Internet or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, man, there's still so much that I want to do. But we'll see what happens when everything opens up. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dan, as always, it has been a delight, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you for right. having me. Definitely. See you guys next time. Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out 
in the room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.